Karen Romero from Chrome Mental Health. How are you doing? Hi, Melita. I'm doing well. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. That's awesome. Um, so I'm still on a high from the Beyond Barriers event from last week. Congratulations. Like... That was a fantastic <laughs> event. Thank you so much. And I'm so glad you were there. That's, me too. That was awesome. That was an incredible experience. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out where we actually met, even though it's recent, right? Fairly recent, yes. We actually met... The very first time was at the Rise Up For You event. Oh, we that sat was at last the same month. Table. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so I saw you there yeah. and we didn't get a chance to talk mm -hmm. very long. It was right. a very brief conversation. Mm -hmm. But based on that, I knew I wanted to get in touch with you. <laughs> yeah. That was, I think, a Monday or a Tuesday. Yeah. And then I saw you at a chamber of commerce events, yes. I think on the Friday. Okay. That's when we were able to speak a little yeah. more. Yeah. We got to know a little more about each other's business. Yes. And realized they're very much aligned. Very, very much alike. <laughs> and then and then I was able to, you know, invite you to this podcast and before that get you on on the networking event last week. So, yes, that was incredible. Thank so, you so much. Yeah, we're looking forward to next year. So you're you're on the VIP list. So. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm looking forward to doing more collaborations, whatever it may be between now and then. So. I am as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. So yeah, thank you for the refresher. <laughs> I felt like I've known you forever. That's why it's really weird. That's why it's great to have those connections. Yeah. Just see each other at yeah. events like that. Yeah. I, I can see this partnership going very yeah. far. No, it's awesome. <laughs> so to here today, because um, October is a lot of things, but we're focusing on Mental Health Awareness Month Yes, with uh, October 10th being World Mental Health Day. And so this is why I wanted to have you here. And uh, yeah, I would love to hear your story, Karen. Please go ahead. Um, yeah, so I have my background is actually in I have a BA in sociology with a criminology specialization. Oh, wow. Yeah. <gasps> so through that, I did a independent research study with the John Edmonton John Howard Society okay. and it was with one of their youth programs and I fell in love um, being you know going through school I thought maybe I would work in corrections oh. and this made me want to be on the uh, on the other side on the preventative side wow. of it so I started working uh, in group homes mm -hmm. I ended up working in youth programs for at-risk youth in nonprofit wow. organizations. And it was there that I had a role of creating workshops. So I was working with youth um, also briefly on a one-to-one -one basis mm -hmm. and hearing their struggles and what they were going through, just, wow. you, you know, the, the, the typical teenage angst. Mm -hmm. um, it really made me realize how important our mental health is right they didn't know this yeah. but i knew so mm -hmm. once i started working on their mental health we were able to get them to understand where their behaviors were coming from why wow. they were thinking certain things uh -huh. and so they were able to kind of turn some of those issues around you know whether it be friendships mm -hmm. bullying relationships family issues wow. troubles at school um so I, I continued to create these workshops. They were mostly life skills. Mm -hmm. But what I started doing was I started giving them the foundation of mental health. Mm -hmm. I started creating them with mental health kind of at the 
at the base mm-hmm. and going from there. How does mental health affect our self-esteem? Yeah. How does it affect the way we carry ourselves, the way we relate to one another, the way we talk to one another? Yeah. And it was it was wildly successful. The mm-hmm. the workshops were very much in demand. Uh, I was the only facilitator at the time, oh. and I was going around to schools, other organizations. Mm-hmm. I had a really great partnership with the Young Offenders Center. Wow! Here in Edmonton, and they, it was just so inspiring. Yeah. And so, one of the most common questions that I would get from teachers or from staff from these other organizations where I was delivering this mm-hmm. was, well, can I sit in on this or can I get this? Is this available for adults? Wow. And that showed me there is a need. Yeah. You know, they themselves are asking me for this. They're mm-hmm. the ones that are asking if it's available anywhere else, if we have that, you know, in our adult programs. Yeah. And that just got me thinking. You know, I just I I really wanted to make that a main focus of my career. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to talk and educate about mental health and why it's so important mm-hmm. and how every facet of our life, every aspect is impacted by it. Yes, agreed. Yeah. Yeah, so wow. I you know, I was looking for I for after this was right around the pandemic. The oh. pandemic happened. Mhm. And mental health issues, like right. that awareness just blew up. It yeah. blew up, it exploded, <laughs> and yeah. we really realized, yeah, you know, as long as your mental health is okay, if you can take care of it, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't, you can be in any circumstance, you can have any obstacle thrown at you, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, if you're feeling well, you're going to show up. Yeah. To, for yourself yeah. with your best self. Wow. So I really wanted to make that the main focus of my career. And there weren't too many opportunities that I was finding. So I decided to create it. Oh. You know, and just really, really get out there and see what the needs are, mm-hmm. what the needs of the community are in terms of mental health. Yeah. Because it's not just, it's not just youth that are suffering. Right. It's, Clearly, from what I was hearing, it was a lot of adults as well. Every human, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. In some form or some capacity, right? So so this this basically, Chrome formed out of, during the pandemic is what you're saying? That's where the idea, yeah, the idea kind of came to me mm-hmm. in during that time. Yeah. But it was more, it was really more emphasized. And I yeah. realized I really need to do this. Yeah. The idea was kind of in the back of my mind. I yeah. thought... You know, maybe I can maybe write a blog or do something mm-hmm. and kind of just share my experiences and my knowledge mm-hmm. based on my experience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one day I just realized I I, I want to make a career out of this yeah. and I really want want to help people. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so awesome. So you just you talking about, you know, this this idea coming out of the pandemic. Actually, my my idea came the, of the listening came out of the pandemic, too towards the end, of course, but wouldn't it have been nice if I was available to people during the pandemic when they were locked in their homes, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, every purpose, right? <laughs> and always is a time for in reasoning for everything. So, so yeah. So tell me a little bit more about, um, you know, the work that you do in terms of mental health and the, and the kind of clients you get and, you know, please expand on that. 
Yeah, so most of my experience is with youth. Mm-hmm. So I have worked in many schools, like I said, uh, yeah. non-for-profit organizations, yeah. group homes, and it's just really teaching them what mental health is, why it's important, awareness. Uh, and I think one of the biggest one, one of my biggest goals, <clears throat> excuse me, is reducing the stigma. Right. That is huge. Yeah. Um, because... If we're not able to talk comfortably about it, we're never going to get to the root of the issue. Oh my gosh, So mental health, one in five Canadians suffer from some sort of mental health illness. Mm -hmm. This doesn't include the people that aren't reporting it, the people that aren't talking about it. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't include the people that haven't been diagnosed. Right. So at any point in our lives... We can be going through a mental health struggle yeah. or a challenge. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean we necessarily have an illness, yeah. but we definitely should be nurturing ourselves, taking care of ourselves. Yeah. So my biggest thing is empowerment, you know, reducing the stigma, getting the word out there that mm-hmm. it's it's okay to talk about how yeah. you're feeling. You know, we encourage people to take care of their physical health, mm-hmm. right? We say be active, move in some way whether it's you know a kickboxing class or the gym or a dance class eat the proper food you know really take care of your body Mm -hmm. but we don't talk about it nearly as much when it comes to our mental health and what it looks like to take care of that so i i've always thought it it would be ideal if my services were very easily accessible to people so i thought what better than where people already are at work in the workplace myself as an employee of an offer profit i have i've been at work when they have brought somebody in and they've talked about you know meditation and we had a meditation session or we talked about you know how to deal with stress Mm -hmm. i was already at work it was convenient i you know i didn't have to take the time off and go look for resources or look mm-hmm. for this information wow. where I could go. I was just at work and my work was, you know, they valued us enough to oh. bring somebody in and talk to us. That's awesome. And if we wanted, we could reach out to them and mm-hmm. get even more support mm-hmm. and ask them, you know, whatever other questions that we had, but mm-hmm. at least it got a conversation started yeah. within our work, within our culture. Mm-hmm. We started talking about, okay, well, how can we implement mental health policies, right. you know, and, and have that be reflected in the culture? How can wow. we make it an inclusive, a welcoming culture where people are comfortable approaching their boss? Feel and saying, safe, right? You yeah. know, hey, yeah, you feel have that safe space to say, hey, I'm not feeling so well yeah. right now. You know, can you help me with these deadlines mm-hmm. or can I take some time off mm-hmm. without being penalized right. for it? Right. Um, so yeah, I, I, my dream would be to be able to go into people's workplaces, yeah. offering that, that support for them, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, going in for a two hour workshop on stress yeah. or if it's actually coming in, working with the leadership team mm-hmm. and saying, all right, well, maybe you have a high turnover rate or you're seeing low morale or low productivity. What's going on with your staff? Let's talk about them. Let me, let me talk to them. Let me see what they're Mm -hmm. experiencing, what their thoughts are on all of this. 
And how can we work together to implement this in your work culture, in your environment, wow. so that that safe space is created? Again, reducing stigma, talking yeah. about our mental health, how we feel. Because when you have people that are doing well, mm -hmm. they're going to show up for your company. They're going to thrive. They're going to thrive at yeah. work and they are going to make those sales. They're going to make those deadlines. Mm -hmm. They're going to have that repeat business. And the motivation will be there, right? Exactly. Yeah. So if you, if you can... To, you know, take care of your mental health if it's coming to your work, mm -hmm. if you are providing this for your staff yeah. or for youth, if you're offering this to an as an after school program, yeah. if you're offering this in your school, mm -hmm. then that get that gets that conversation yeah. started. It creates that safe, comfortable space for people. So my next question would be, as you were talking about the work you do, I was thinking, what has been the reaction and the feedback you've gotten? It has been marvelous, yeah. to be honest with you, because people know when they're sad, when they're angry, right. when they're annoyed, but they don't always understand the reasons, the really the underlying reasons why. So if we can get to those, to the roots of those issues and why, you know, why people are feeling the way they are and really give them that that understanding, that self-awareness so that they know themselves, right. all right, well, this affects me in mm -hmm. this way. Yeah. It's not only going to help themselves, you know, if it's a teacher or a boss, they're going to be able to support their staff right. if their staff is able to advocate for themselves, right. if they feel empowered mm -hmm. to talk about it. Right. So I do hear, you know, this is needed because a lot of people don't know they're struggling and this is you know, I might let them know, yeah. oh, hey, I'm actually not angry. I'm feeling this way because yeah. of this and this and this. You know, I'm going through my own hardships. Yeah. I'm experiencing some issue at work. Mm -hmm. And that's where this, you know, unmotivated feeling, that's where this, for lack of a better word, laziness right. is coming from. Right. Wow, that's really amazing. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I was just thinking about my time in the workplace and how not just myself but other people I work with have struggled and so certain organizations you know they would and it's the environment you're right it's mm -hmm. the vi environment that they create where you just feel like okay I can't be here because I feel like they're judging me right yeah and the criticism is there um, and they don't give you that environment to feel safe enough to go you know what I'm not okay I'm mentally not okay, what do I do, right? And to feel like they can't reach out, that's that's so sad. And I think anyone that has ever had a job mm. anywhere is going to relate to that. Yeah. It, it will resonate with them. Yeah. Because I, I find it hard to believe if anybody says, you know, I've never had a bad manager or a bad yeah. boss. Yeah. That's just, that's really, I'm so glad that you're doing this work just because when I was working, you know, for the middleman back, back when years now, um, I didn't feel that sense of, of safety, getting that safe space. And, you know, I think that's also something fairly new, mm -hmm. you know, we, we are getting, we're kind of, we're coming into this time where mm -hmm. mental health is talked about a little bit more. We still have a long ways to go. Yes, yeah. We have a long ways mm -hmm. to go because 
despite the conversation having been started, mm-hmm. there is a serious lack of resources. Yes. Out there. That's a good point. There is there yeah. there's a lack of resources, mm-hmm. a lack of funding, a lack of awareness and knowledge. So we we are still kind of making headway in that mm-hmm. and we are starting to talk about mental health and yeah. I think a lot of people are using platforms, you know, like this, like mm-hmm. their podcasts yeah. and, you know, any any way that they can yeah. to talk about mental health. Yeah. And I think a lot more companies and organizations are really starting to embrace the fact. Yeah. And the quicker they're starting to get on board with understanding the importance of mental health, I think the quicker we're starting to see a turnaround in the the positive impact that that can do. There are studies that talk about a four-day work week. Yes, I heard about that, yeah. Right? That, you know, work-life balance, giving people that flexibility, that time, Mm -hmm. you know, that is huge in itself. And that has, anywhere that that study has been done, has talked about nothing but great results. So a lot, if, you know, once a lot more companies and a lot more places... Mm -hmm are starting to get on board and it's starting to be more commonplace, more mainstream, Mm -hmm. we can probably get somewhere with a more collective mental health in in, in our communities. That just makes me think about how some some, uh, countries in Europe have adopted Mm -hmm. that. And so are they in a better, you know, I guess wellness-wise, in a better position than, than, you know, us in North America or... I mean, if you look at the research, and I'm I'm a big research buff. Yeah, I, I love reading research. Yeah. I love seeing what's new in yeah. the in the world of mental health. Yeah. But if you look at even something like a list of the ten best countries in the world to live, mm-hmm. it is those countries that have really embraced mental health mm-hmm. and looking after people's well being. Yeah. They are the ones that are caring more about people instead of profit. Whereas here in North America, I love it here. I love this country. I love this province. But it is very much still about profits over people. Right, right. So ideally, I'd like to, you know, flip that narrative over and say, if you start taking care of people, if all of us start taking care of people, Mm -hmm. of people in the workplace, our youth, the ones that are going to be leaders tomorrow you know the one that are going to be taking care of future generations Mm -hmm. and making decisions for us if we can take care of them and show them how to take care of themselves it's going to have a ripple effect right i agreed and in all areas of life right yes so do you find that you know working with youth as opposed to adults there's a difference in terms of like you know do you find like more youth uh, have mental health issues than adults or are they about balanced? They're balanced. But when you're a youth Mm -hmm. without having the experiences you have as an adult, those problems seem magnified. Right. You know, and I remember telling the youth that I would work with, you know, they're 13, 14, 15 years old. Mm -hmm. And I, they would, one of a really big complaint of theirs was, well, my parents don't take me seriously. Uh, they don't listen to me. They say, you're 13 years old. You're 14. You don't have problems. Yeah. You don't know what problems yeah. are. Yeah. And it's because, you know, they're in their 30s. They're in their yeah. 40s. Of course, they're going to experience more than yeah. the youth have. So to them, something like 
you know, maybe conflict with a friend yeah. is a huge Big. deal yeah. because this is the first time for mm-hmm. them. Whereas by our age, yeah. we've come and we've friends have come and gone. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so it's not that, you know, one has less or more problems than the other. It's the way that they're dealt with. Yes. Right. So we te- we we almost nurture youth a little bit more. Mm-hmm. We have more for them. We say, you know, you need this. You need mm-hmm. this help. You need this support. By the time we get to adulthood, it's like, well, you should have that figured out. Yeah. You know, you, <laughs> yeah. you you're an adult now. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. Go live on your own. Yeah. Go be independent. Yeah. Right. So we, we're not really offering them mm-hmm. as many supports as we're offering youth. So they just almost suffer in silence, you know, and, and you have therapists and counselors mm-hmm. and psychologists that you can go to, yeah. you know, but the cost of that is yes. high. Yeah. Yeah. And other than that, there aren't really many supportive environments that professionals especially can yeah. go to. You know, it's again, as soon as you start talking, I start getting these, you know, points in my head. So I, I go back to um, having to, to learn even from my son how to listen properly, right? Because even in my culture, it's about we're the elders, you're supposed to respect us what we say goes right and then i've learned through him and through other parents as well actually i just want you to listen i don't want i don't need you to say anything else and that you know as a listener now i'm still uh, practicing that and learning that myself and training myself you know and creating that awareness so it's like oh my gosh yes you are a human regardless of your age yes maybe i gotta listen differently i gotta understand it differently but your mental health is important too so yeah totally understand that. it's yeah it's about listening with curiosity rather than judgment mm-hmm. you know and you want to be curious about why people are feeling the way they're yes. feeling where these feelings are yeah. coming from yeah right because yeah. You know, like you said, well, I'm the elder, I'm the authority yeah. here. And we can put that, you know, we can place that on a teacher, on a boss, mm-hmm. on a police officer. Yeah. You know, but if they're not giving that person that safe space, yeah. there's always going to be a disconnect. Right. And it's, it's always going to create those conflict yeah. and those issues. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This is a great conversation. <laughs> I, yeah, I could talk about mental health oh, all day. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> and in every aspect of life, like, you know, I've already, uh, obviously, you met Robert. So he, you know. The playful uh, mental health, uh, you know, uh, uh, optimist, right? It he was great meeting him. Yes, yes, very great. And then, um, and then I had talked with a, another man on uh, men, men and mental health. That's another important thing too, right? Men's mental health yeah. gets everybody's worried about everybody else. Yes. So men, I do, I do agree that they they could use a little more love in society. Absolutely, with their mental. And health. And they have to be aware and open to it too, because you know, again, back to the stereotype: I'm the man. I'm supposed to hold it in, right? So we're trying to break those barriers, now, right? Yes. <laughs> um, and the other one too is a cultural thing, right? It's it's you know, especially me from an Asian culture, right? I it's you don't talk about it, right? I get it. Yeah. I'm I'm Latino. Yeah. And for a lot of a lot of the thinking in my culture is mm-hmm. well, you're just weak. Yes. What do you mean you can't handle what you're going through, mm-hmm. you know, 
pull yourself by the bootstraps, yeah. get yourself up and yeah. go. Yeah. You know, it's it's I, I really want that idea of mental health being a weakness yeah. to be replaced with it takes a lot of courage and a lot of strength courage to yes. ask for help yeah and to say i'm not feeling well i need to take a step back mm -hmm. and take care of myself yeah. so that i can deliver the best me yeah. that i can yeah oh my gosh yeah. so it's it's really important <laughs> we need and yeah. and there's so much to it like you mm -hmm. said it's cultural it's mm -hmm. a gender thing yeah. you know it's a generational yeah. thing yeah Working with youth has taught me youth are so open-minded. Mm -hmm. They are willing to just absorb all the information you give them. Mm -hmm. And they ask a million questions. Yeah. They challenge you. Oh. Right? Where some people might see that and they say, well, you know, why, 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 why do I have to do this? Mm -hmm. Why do I have to do that? And people just say, well, because I'm the yeah. teacher. I'm yeah. your mom. And I said so. Mm-hmm. But I wish people had that curiosity that kids and youth have. Mm -hmm. Because if we did, we would have a much better understanding of each other, right. of ourselves, of the world, mm -hmm. and just how much our mind mm -hmm. affects everything we do. Right. It's what drives us. It's what, mm -hmm. you know, our mind is the reason we're able to do anything. Yeah. Right? So yeah. why why are we so hesitant to talk about taking care of it yeah. and taking care of our brain yeah. and the way it works and functions? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, my God. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so awesome. So, you know, you told me about what Chrome Mental Health is all about. What do you got on the go? You know, do you have anything planned in the next 12 months? The biggest development that we're coming up with is online content. Oh. So my right now everything is in person. Mm -hmm. I can come to an organization or wherever to mm -hmm. deliver any workshop, any topic, mm -hmm. any length. But, you know, especially after the pandemic, yeah. online is an extremely valuable resource mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. I also don't want to limit myself to Edmonton. Yeah. You know, if somebody outside of Edmonton within the province in another province can access my material, my content yeah. and you know that educational piece that I'm offering, I would love that. Wow, that would be awesome. You know, or even yeah. um like go at your own pace mm -hmm. courses and classes right. that can be offered to individuals, mm -hmm. to teams, to youth you know, can, yeah. they, they can say, well, you know, you have a week to do this. Yeah. Go finish it. Yeah. And then. I like that flexibility that. aspect because, um, you know, I, I've worked with uh, autism students and I do have, I did have a couple who, you know, obviously needed that break. I'm having an anxiety attack. I need to, mm -hmm. you know, you go, you, you heal when you need to heal on your time. You know, that was, I think that's an important aspect is the flexibility. Yes. Really good. And I think with mental health, it has to be flexible, right? Yes. Yeah. You do have to, because you yeah. never know when something's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. You never know how you're going to feel every, you know, every other day. You, yeah. you can't control it to your best abilities, but sometimes, you know, like this week, I've been on a roller coaster ride with a, with the event, right? So, so, and I didn't know that was going to happen, right? So, so yeah, I, I like the, the idea of flexibility. That's great. Flexibility and accessibility. Yeah. Accessibility. Right. So if you're not a, you know, if you live in rural Alberta mm -hmm. and you're not able to make one of my workshops, yeah. well, here you go. I'm yeah. not going to make you come to me. I'm just going to go straight to your house, oh, <laughs> you man. know, and 
you can listen to it on yeah. your own time yeah. in your own space yeah. in the comfort of your own home yeah. however you want to however you want to do it and prepare for it oh my god that's exciting yeah oh. i really just want i i really just want the education mm -hmm. piece and um the advocacy that i'm offering yeah. through mental health yeah i want it to be accessible yeah i want everybody yeah to have it oh my gosh karen that is so awesome but before we conclude i have an important question to ask you what matters to you oh I can talk on and on and yeah, on about please. this one. <laughs> you know, what matters to me is creating an environment where we can talk about our mental health. Because when we feel better, yeah. we, we are better. Yeah. We're better partners. Mm -hmm. We're better parents, better brothers, sisters, daughters, sons, employees. We're better bosses. I really want to get to a place where mental health doesn't have stigma. Yeah. You know, when people aren't scared to talk about it, people aren't mm -hmm. scared of being criticized mm -hmm. or judged. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just think when people say happiness comes from within, mm -hmm. You know, uh, other than being a kind of a little cheesy trope that people say, it really is true. Yeah. You, you're the one that's in charge of your own happiness. So if you can understand yourself yeah. and you can understand how your mind works mm -hmm. and when your mind does what, yeah. why your mind reacts certain ways, mm -hmm. you can manage your feelings instead of them managing you right. instead of them controlling, controlling you. you so you're you know you're walking through life life is not always going to be easy yes you're gonna have obstacles mm -hmm. you're gonna have you know lemons being thrown at yeah. you but if you know how to take care of yourself and your mental health you're gonna be able to take on these challenges and take on these yeah. obstacles in a way that's not going to crumble. Yeah. You know, that you're not going to crumble under the weight of the stress. So, yeah, what matters to me really is is empowering people and encouraging them to take their mental health into their own hands, giving them the tools to successfully do that. Wow. So that I can say, you know what, I'm only going to be with you for a few hours. Mm -hmm. But if those few hours give you any sort of inspiration or they teach you something, then I consider that a success. You know, if you can go out and you can advocate for yourself and you can, yeah. again, be your best self for yourself, mm -hmm. you're going to see the ripple effect in your yeah. life. Yeah. Wow. So really, overall, um, well-being, happiness, mm -hmm. that's what matters most to me. Oh, my god. Just in the community and... You know, when, when misery loves company, happiness yeah. is contagious. Yes. Right? So. Yeah. And I saw that at the Beyond Barriers event. Yes, yes. That, you can just feel yeah. the optimism and the yeah. hope flowing through everybody and everybody. I had people telling me stories of injuries and disabilities that Aww. happened to them, you know, and they were like, but I'm hopeful and I'm, you know, I'm trucking along and I'm just really trying to figure out how mm. to still live a successful, fulfilling life. Wow. And even they said, you know, that has come, that's, 
that has to do with my mental health. So I had some really great conversations with people about their mental health and their struggles with disabilities. Oh my God. So it was very, it was a very eye-opening event to be oh at my so God. really thank you so much that makes me for feel inviting me to so be good to hear those kind of stories it, really. yeah it was it was really great oh thank you thank you karen for this wonderful session i enjoyed this talk i me too thank you i so am much looking for forward me. to more collaborations with you i can just sense it thank you i would love that very much let's do it yes thank you